Don't forget to check out the Hockey Podcast Network's newest affiliate, NHLShop.com. That's right, the official NHL merchandise page. Right now, they're giving 20% off orders over 25 bucks with code NHLICE25. Also, if you use our link that we're going to tweet out after this episode, you can help support us and the other hosts at the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to Offside by a Mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, uh, May 3rd, May 4th, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, two months-ish without hockey, two plus probably. Jared's, uh, normally I call it the quarantine beard, but Spencer did remind me that it is playoff time, so it's actually Jared's playoff beard. Yeah, I'm just His holding on to honorary playoff beard <laughs> for the Avalanche's uh, Stanley Cup run. Jared is showing how good it could look on him. Yeah, it's or, almost as good as bad. Cole's. Almost. Or, yeah, almost. <laughs> um, we've been teasing this for a while. Spencer's been a busy guy. Been quarantined up in I don't know wherever the hell he wants. California. To be. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a nice spot to be. But he's here. Spencer is on uh, a real deal offside by a mile episode. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me again. Yeah, uh, man, it was a blast last time. I'm sure it'll be a blast. Yeah, this time. remember we planned playoff talk. Yeah, we yeah. planned playoff talk. So let's playoff yeah. talk. Uh, we uh, tweeted out on the 29th. I don't even remember what date is anymore. They all blur together. Yeah, no doubt. Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I don't even. I don't know, a day of the week. I think it was Wednesday. It was a day back then. Um, I can't remember who originally posted it, but the potential um, most popular playoff scenario where six teams in every division come into the playoffs, we don't play regular season, uh, the first and second place teams play out a three-game series to be like crown division winners, no no elimination period. And then three plays six, four plays five, winner moves on. All of these are best uh, three-game series, right? Three-game series? I think so. I yeah, think so, all yeah. of them are three-game series. Now, I don't hate it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Spencer, go. Just eh. Why are we rewarding teams that weren't having, you know, the good enough regular seasons to – to warrant making it in like i get this is totally unprecedented but i don't like i i don't disagree with that for sure yeah uh i think to me i think it's a case of i like i think the reason i don't care necessarily about it is because the abs are number two and it doesn't really affect them it doesn't affect who they play in theory they could play a lesser opponent with this system in the second round uh, maybe like, that maybe that's why I don't care necessarily. But if you're a yeah. team that's like a three four team, that was in you played yeah. you played the right way. You got yourself in at 
at the, the time the NHL paused. Like a, like a Winnipeg, basically. You know, they were kind of on the cusp. Yeah. Like, they were close to falling out of it. For sure. But... And technically speaking, they're out of it in a normal situation. Yeah. They're one point right. out. Yeah. Yeah, if with point and percentage like, or whatever. Point percentage is like point zero zero one or something out. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And that's, I think, why the NHL or why this is a favorable situation because the teams that are like are that close. And then now I've, I, I'm a subscriber to the maybe you should have played very better theory, right? Where it's yeah, like, you had if you're 70 games to do it, if you're four points out, that's a lot different than being tied or, you know, 0.001% back of a team, right? That's, that's the, the gray area. If you're a team like, I don't even know. I don't even know who necessarily would get in on this. This is Arizona is is four points back as it as it stands, right? This yeah. is as the the very last day of the regular season. Arizona is they're like three spots back from Nashville for leaping into the second wild card, yeah. but they have seventy four points in seventy games, whereas Nashville has seventy eight and sixty nine games. Yeah. So that's kind of like like I guess we're extending it all the way. I think they said they extended all the way to Anaheim, and yeah. I do like right. I I fly down to. Southern California. I flew down for an Avs game this, you know, in, in February, which I was really lucky to see. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I see a bunch of Ducks fans. They're like, we don't, we don't even want to see the Ducks anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we don't yeah. need the Ducks in the, you know, this quote unquote playoff format. Like, yeah. We've had this chat kind of with like whether the Red Wings players want to come back and play, whether the Kings right? want to come back and play. Right. Like, do, do the like does Dylan Larkin want to come back and play ten games to like solidify last place for yeah. a top five? Whatever. Right? right so it's like the question there but and you're not wrong right and like yeah, this is the thing it's so it's so nhl to have it is to have <laughs> things like that where you're like man does anaheim and arizona really deserve a second chance but yet uh, yeah. in this same situation you have the new york rangers that would be out yeah that's and that's you're like just... wait a second they had like a really good year they were like right there and they're, I, I they're thought two they points would out, they're two points out of fourth place in their division and they're they'd be out in this situation whereas Anaheim would be in and you're just like man this is right. so NHL where this is just like why can't anything just work out where you're like man the percentages should work for them well in like this situation. and yeah. watch the scenario where Anaheim plays Calgary and beats Calgary <laughs> right and then Calgary <laughs> is going to be like what this the scenario's f- the worst, man. What is this bullshit? Pure chaos. Pure chaos. But right? that would be robbing us of uh, Edmonton, Calgary, which right. I I was pulling for. Oh man, we've and... talked about it a million times. Right. right? The Edmonton, Calgary, the Avs Dallas series would be amazing, and the Pittsburgh Philly series right. would be oh, just a God, cherry that's, on top. That's your first round right there, and that's yeah. why we always look forward is like our other Christmas is just man that. Yeah. These matchups, like I, last time we talked, you guys had the night before was the crazy Calgary game. Crazy yeah, game. right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, right, it's I'm I'm never gonna forget about that, man. Even though just <laughs> the highlights, that was just it's a wild time. And and I think they were supposed to play each other like April, the last yeah, day. Yeah, the, the last season. game of the season was Flames Oilers, and yeah. then have a playoff series. So <laughs> it had just been like all sorts of levels of chaos, crazy, and you know, fists flying everywhere, and and hockey played. Oh, it would have been. Like we need, we needed that. We need kind of that rivalry to come back because it was just starting to do that this right. year. And there is it would make everything more interesting. Obviously, being local boys, there's nothing yeah. like the Flames Oilers rivalry. But then at the same time, if we go back to the Philly Pittsburgh rivalry, that is a friggin' 
barn burner too. Well, and you it, think about or, the series that those two teams oh. have played. It's been like like I'm sure they feel the exact same way we do here about the Oilers Flames. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. And then and we'd be lucky because we get the you guys get the pens. We all get the pens flyers early, and then we follow right, that yeah. up. Dude, could you imagine Oilers if, those were, if like, those were the same day, and you got Flyers Penguins and then Oilers Flames for six hours of your night? I'd be drinking right? a lot of beer. Crap. Oh my god, that's I would be pack. hammered. That's yeah. your six pack night, right? Yeah. That's, Ooh, that's or more than a or six pack. even better. Like you say, if you have them every other day, so you just have one oh, game yeah. every day where you're like, this is must-see TV. Oh, I'm taking a week I know I just got back to work, but I'm taking a week off because I just want to watch hockey and get <laughs> Yeah, Is that well, so much to ask? That's the crazy thing, too, because if it comes back, it's literally there's going to be hockey on all day. Yeah. Like That's what kind of what they're the saying, plan. right? Three games a day or whatever. That's yeah. insane. Like, ugh. But yeah, like at the same time, this whatever you want to call it, this makeshift playoff first round thing takes away a lot of that. It does. And that would be disappointing. That would just be another level of this disappointment of Corona and what it took away from us. (laughs) Which this whole thing, that's what this whole thing is. And, you know, kind of, kind of to just steer away, not really, but like, do you guys think we should play the last 10 games of the season? Like, is that really necessary? I don't. Uh, like, at this point, yeah, I yeah. like I do, but I don't. Uh, I, f- it's, uh, it's so hard to word. Yeah, talk about this. I, I think it would be really weird to jump right into the playoffs as your first game of the year, quote unquote, sure. because you had this two month break. You have that. You're sure. coming out of training camp. That would be weird. But right. at the same time, wasting time and playing ten meaningless games is really ridiculous. Yeah. And you can't just be like, okay, we're going to play four exhibition games that mean something in the standings just so we can have a warm-up for playoffs. Like, that doesn't make sense either. I was on the uh, do them for warm-up for playoff side for, I think, a couple weeks. And then as time went on, I'm just like... What a waste of time. What's the... Yeah, what is the point? And I just... Yeah. The 70 games. 70 games is enough to see what every team has and what they what they don't have. So it, like, just, it, it should be... But we all have watched for years, and that last two, three, four weeks of the season oh, is a yeah. way different brand of hockey. It is. It's, that, the, so, it's, it's push. Right? So it's just like, oh, it's so hard to say that. Like, I think yeah. I think it's the last 10 games of the season mean a lot versus right. whether it's game 70 to 80 or if it's game 30 to 40 or, you know, 38 to 48 like we had in the shortened season, yeah. right? Like. I think it's the whole just having that in the back of your mind. There is the end of the road. Like you have to be in the playoff spot by the end of that. And we never got that. And that's the weird part because you're, you're not, no matter what, you're not getting that. It's not going to be the same because guys are rusty. I think that's going to be the same. That's kind of the thing about this season at this point. It's just, it's, it's not feasible to have a regular season anymore. And I I think also it's just the timeline of things because at this point we're, yeah, two months almost that we've been without hockey. What's going to happen? Like we come back, we play these 10 games. Like that's just pushing next year, making next year even more difficult to schedule and like, you know, hypothesize about how they're going to, you know. That's it, right? Like do it. I feel like, I feel like every day next year is getting shorter. Yeah, and, and it, I mean, it's not like you can't um, 
Like we've already we've already established that we've screwed up next year. Like yeah, this whole yeah. thing, we've already screwed up this year. We've screwed up next year. That means like when Seattle comes in, it'll be the They're first be- time everything is back to normal. Maybe. But with three two yeah, teams. Yeah, well, because that's the thing, right? Bill Daly said something a few weeks ago where playing a full season was the top priority for next year. Right, but that's and it was like I, th- I thought that was insane. We all know that's not that's not well, feasible. Playoffs are most important. Period. Right. And you know they were talking about right starting in December. Like I think CJ's floated. You know when you guys talked about the playoff format, CJ's floated that and. Um, and LeBron and everybody, and they floated that, you know, the NHL is considering starting in December for the 2020, 2021 season, which would be, maybe just, you know, what are we awarding the Stanley cup in October? You have the parade, you have an off season, you have free agency. We have the, I don't know when we have the draft, if we have the draft sometime in, in a month from now or in the next three months, well, and then we do it all again. And yeah, do we it, want to segue just, into the draft a little bit? Cause you I know. Yeah. Like- I mean, uh, I saw a tweet last night from uh, the Soda Pod, our Minnesota affiliate with the mm-hmm. THPN. Uh, they suggest, well, they they sent out a kind of poll question about what if the draft happens before the end of the year. Yeah, like right. Before and... the end of playoffs, which is weird because that never happens, right? So it's like, sure, it's if yeah. if that is the case, and obviously, like obviously, a trade that you make right now is not going to affect this year's team. Duh. Right. Like that, that's not, doesn't even need to be said. Like you don't need to stipulate that. Cause that's clearly not happening. Like we but, expect Vlad Mestikov back on the team whenever this whole thing yeah, starts. Right. Just cause he's just cause he's a UFA on right. July 1st doesn't mean it's going to end. Like this season right. is still happening. That's going to get extended. That's not going to be an issue. Hmm. But the thing is, is think about all the teams and I'm not sure necessarily how many there were, but how many teams were like, okay, this deal can't happen at the deadline, but we need to do this at the draft. So we right. can, you know, do, well, you can't now trade that guy because if right. you trade, like hypothetically, say PK Subban's on the market, because that right. was kind of sort of talked about. Mm. You can't right. trade him if he's still got games to play. Cause then it's like, we yeah. see like, well, screw you guys. Like, you don't want me. <laughs> so you're playing on our right. team for a couple more months and then you're gone. Right? Like, <laughs> hypothetically, like... some of these, like, say Tampa Bay's got to clear some cap. And they were planning on doing that at the deadline. Or, sorry, at the draft. Right. So say you got to trade Tyler Johnson. Well, you can't trade Tyler Johnson at the draft if the draft is right. during the playoffs because he's still playing for your team and he's still a big part of your cup run. Yeah. Like, right. So that... Now, it has to be removed. You, uh, you'd assume that live roster players would have to be removed from trade options, which is what they had in yeah. the poll. And it's just like, well, you start doing all that shit, and a lot of teams have kind of set themselves up to trade those kind of players at the draft, and that just now all of a sudden is thrown out the window. And it's just so crazy, and it just makes me think, why don't you just have the draft after the Cup's awarded? Yeah. But... To think of like the development stuff and the de- development side of things, and how normally the draft is in June, end of June, and you have like a rookie camp in like July mm-hmm. for most teams. Yeah, and like you know, and then the you send them have, like off. the young stars yeah. tournament and yeah, stuff. The do it. I think the Leafs and the Penguins normally do. Yeah, that. and AJ and I go to those, the ones that the Avs attend. Yeah. You know, because they're usually around this like ring area yeah, yeah, from exactly. Vegas to Arizona to LA. We know yeah. all around them, so. And they're yeah. awesome. I, I remember seeing some some of the Flames ones. They're fun games to watch. I actually went and they saw are. I was in Toronto, just so happened or sorry, I was in right. London, Ontario once when yeah. 
the Leafs Young Stars tournament was happening in yeah. London, Ontario. So I went to one of those. It was right. super fun. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> but again, right? Like if you push if you push all this stuff back and it doesn't sound big, but that like, you know, when the guy when a kid's eighteen to eighteen and a half. Right. Now Math- they're they're still young, but that is very good time for you to get your hands on those kids to teach them. Mm. Again, being the Leafs guy I am, Ian Scott, a really late draft pick for the for the Leafs, right. went to rookie camp, got some training from the Leafs coaches, went yeah. back to the WHL and won goalie of the year. I remember that. Right? Just just yeah, like that. And well. now you're pushing the draft back. And the farther you push the draft back, the less time you have for that stuff to happen. Well, that makes this draft class all of a sudden screwy. It does. Right? And it's just like all this stuff. And again, we've said it a million times. It's way less significant than people dying from Corona. I get it. Yeah. But it's still complicated. I'm, and it's still a billion is. dollar business. All sports at this point. Right? Everything. And Everything going on. And that's why, it, yeah, it's a total... I, th- I mean, the NHL has to decide whether they want to do it like they talked about in early June. Um, like kind of following the NFL's format and doing all online or they wait until October, September, whenever the cup's awarded that rah, rah, two weeks go by draft. You can make your trades. Every the off season's begun typical off season, just not typical off season time. We get training camp going in, in November and then games are starting to be played December. And that's, that feels like that's what the timeline would be in that it would just be so odd to us because it would be almost like a lockout shortened year. Yeah. Right. Like another 48, 50 something games and a trade deadline and an all-star. I hope they honestly, that would be an excuse to just skip the all-star game. Oh, the hundred percent. There is no all-star game next year. Guaranteed. I'd put oh. so much money on. I would put my whole mortgage on that. I, <laughs> I would hope <laughs> there's no, way. I mean, they if there's, if there's any time that you can, that's expendable. Just justify it. Yeah, yeah. definitely that because it doesn't. No one. It doesn't make enough money to justify. No it. one at the start of an NHL season's like, oh man, I can't wait for right. January and that All Star game, baby. Right, but it's gonna be. You know, good. we're also the adults. You know, it's it's mostly for the kids and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, right. I I did go. I didn't go to the games when it came to San Jose, but I did go watch like the mascot because gritty had just came about. So there's like a mascot dodgeball and. Yeah. That was hilarious. So you that's know, what I've, the, I've said that before. It's yeah. the All Star Game is not what it's about. Yeah, no. it's about the fan event at locally. And it's not kids. a national event ever. Yeah, it's a local it's event, definitely. and the local event is amazing. It is. So yeah, I mean, maybe they do all that, but they skip the games, and then everybody. That's why I said. That's why I've said there should always be an option for the star players that don't want to play. If they don't want to get suspended, they should just go. Yeah. And well, sign OV, autographs and whatever. You don't OV's have to play. That <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know. It's just, again, it's it's the it's the market that likes the event, not necessarily the national audience. Yeah. But, again, I, I yeah, there's no way there's an All-Star game next year. That'd be insane. Uh, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be so dumb. But you um, know Gary is a traditionalist. You know, he is well. Anything that we makes money. Before. We have to do it again now. Yeah, I uh, I was gonna Sorry, say, Gary. I was gonna say something about Gary and the fact that like, like you said, it's gonna feel like a lockout shortened season. He's gonna be so mad that it, it feels like a lockout season, but they didn't like get anything for that. Right. <laughs> instead, they're losing money. Yeah, they're losing money yeah. instead of gaining money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. it's just like. Ah, I think the NHL is gonna go online for the draft. I think that's. 
I, I yeah. don't think that there's any reason to not do that. Because, A, it costs money to do it in a venue. And, like, I don't think right. you really make money on the draft. I'm sure you make money on televising the draft. I don't think you yeah. make local money, though. Well, like we, like I brought up to you guys before, I don't know if you guys were able to watch the NFL draft or if you did, but I, I watched because they have a they, – they go three days as opposed to the NHL's two where yeah. they have round one. But instead of the NHL going, like, rounds two through seven on day two, they do, like, two and three on the Friday, and then they do four through seven on Saturday. It's all over, but uh, yeah. I, the only thing I really saw was like some of the meme stuff, like Bill Belichick's yeah dog set up and his dog in his tree. Uh, like I saw that vacation stuff. house, yeah. and tuck it. So yeah. that's why I'm super down for it to go online because I would love to see some of the NHL GMs and see what they got set up. <laughs> we might, you know, they might do that right where you get top prospects, uh, like 50 people agree at the NFL. Maybe you get like the top 35. Um, for the NHL and you get to see their families reactions and you know obviously you have like a massive party of people that everybody's trying to hide off camera so it's just like direct family on the couch and everyone else is like just off camera like trying to silently cheer and you know wave them on that they you know they just got picked to their future franchise so that's that would be kind of the fun of it is to just see how you know the family interactions go and and whatnot it would just give us more content for sure we're all craving yeah and i think that's another thing too right and like i've heard a lot of talk about that it's like right now there's nothing else going on like this is good kind of pr for the nhl to have it right now and it's like i see that argument but yeah it's just i don't know you take away something that a lot of teams are banking on yeah and especially too you need to have next year planned out for teams because again, right? Teams were planning on the cap going up. That's we've been told is not happening. It's going to be flat. Right. What if all of a sudden this just gets way worse and they have to drop the cap? And now teams like you can't figure that out after the draft. Like that, that no. can't happen, right. right? That has to be set in stone whenever they hell whenever the hell they do the draft. Yeah, there's just so many moving pieces, you know, and right, and it's like just... scenarios and plays that you can make, you know trade this pick get this player i can't get that player now because i have no room i also have no picks (laughs) yeah yeah. right because that's the same thing right like teams it's way easier to trade for a draft pick when you know exactly what that pick is not oh it's a first round pick no no it's 13th overall Uh uh-huh right and that's That's oh man i just yeah and i really this might i've been told i do a lot of wishful thinking i hope the cap doesn't revert like, I don't hope we drop to, like, 78. That would be – I think Gary, in his, you know, lawyer ways, can find a way to keep the cat flat. I'm sure it's it's just a case of escrow goes through the roof. Yeah. Right? Like, it'll be a case where players are paying 40%. What, like, what's the point in dropping the cap 5% when you can just charge the players 10% escrow? Uh, right? Unfortunately. Because it's, it's it's built in, and yes, the players are going to be mad about it. But at the same time, it's like you sign this thing that actively, basically says you take a pay cut when the league does poorly. So yeah, it, that's it's just true. it's just it's already there. So uh, I, I just I don't know, man. It, it's it, it's going to suck for the players, and they're going to be bitching and moaning about it for sure. Oh yeah, but at the same time, it's still fifty fifty regardless. Like it's either. It's either you let the escrow happen or buyouts happen. I, I think players at this, I, I'd venture to say that they'd probably take more escrow at this point in time to play hockey. 
I think so too. Yeah, I think so. Right. I you'd think that they'd have the understanding and they know what's going on and they know their agreement. Which so. is then the next reason why the NHL is like, man, maybe we should just play those twelve regular season games or whatever. <laughs> right? And this is the, this is the whole big circle that we see, right? It's probably shit yeah. they go over every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sitting there working from home and I'm barely working. I'm right. sure all these, like, anybody up in, in the leagues, like, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, NHL, whatever, like, I'm sure they are swamped 20-hour days. Like, yes, yeah. like, I did not sign up for this shit. <laughs> like, no, right? No this is supposed did. to be the end of the year where I'm doing nothing except right. watching it finish. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true too, right? I just, yeah. man, it's insane. I just wonder about the level of collaboration involved between all parties. Cause at first, you know, when you started to hear about like, Oh, the NBA has like suspended this Oklahoma game against whoever, because someone tested positive for Corona. And then, and then all of a sudden the NBA season is paused. Yeah. And then that was the night we got, we got Rangers abs. Right. And then they were like, we're going to do instead of player meetings and player scrums all around where everybody can gather around your locker and, and talk to you and shove a mic in your face. We're going to do podium style kind of like the coaches and uh actually we're just gonna pause the entire season and so, yeah the next day it was done question too i didn't i haven't thought about this because i forgot because there was so few of them but that game in san jose that got postponed mm-hmm. before everything got paused how are they going to deal with that like I don't, I don't i'm not i haven't gone into the list and seen the standings like whether or not those two points actually mattered for anyone but in theory, because it was before everything got paused, like does that does that game need to be played? I don't think for so. For like for if we go back to like a regular playoff series or something, like situation with like sixteen teams. I just I don't know. I that I just I just spitballing because I hadn't thought about that one particular game in San Jose. For for the Avs? No, no, no. It was um San Jose and let me see if I can find it. That's like also too. I don't remember St. Louis ever making up their game, the Bo yeah, Easter the game. Yeah, game. Oh, they did actually. Did that they? was the last. It was on the the day that we played the uh, the Rangers. Yeah, oh. that was that was they they uh, they just started from like the second period or like the end of the first. I oh, okay. They included both goals too. Yeah, it's up oh. there. So interesting. They, I actually was, don't remember that. Oh yeah, it was right. San Jose and St. Louis. Oh, yeah. In, well, that would March thirteenth. That was I the think, last yeah. postponed. That was the one that that was the first postponement because that Sharks employee or the employee that worked at the Shark Tank got sick. So funny story is I actually took another Avalanche fan who is a big, big Tyson Berry fan to a, a Leafs Sharks game. <laughs> and um, nice. the that is when they traced back the part time employee to having a uh, test positive for COVID-19. Oh, sh- Obviously, you know, when I, I found out, you know, everyone was like, the chances of us getting that, that we were exposed was so minimal. Sorry, yeah. Two weeks later, I was fine. So, and she was fine. So we're, we're good. And she's an EMT. So she, she now works or, or something similar, but she now works on the back of a ambulance. So yeah, she's, first she's dealing with, she's, I'm not saying, you know, there's a whole lot of things worse, but she's dealing with some with some stuff in the yeah, back of the ambulance for sure you know, respect not, not corona related but yeah so crazy yeah 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 so that was a crazy time that we saw one of the last games at sap center Damn. so 
Tyson Berry did not show well, unfortunately. But you know, <laughs> he hadn't shown well most of the season for the Leafs. Yeah, which was funny. We were just talking about how he should probably re up there for either a season because I thought he was gonna he was gonna close in on fifty points. Like he actually for all, like having a, a bad season, he already had thirty nine, mm-hmm. which was like he could have hit like mid forties, which would have been one of the you know better Leafs production yeah. since like partner right so yeah i don't know well that that other thing getting uh, the tyson berry talk but also just like ufas man like that's just gonna be oh all man. kind of be wacky like well yeah like how, how do you how do you expect to get paid first of all you're gonna want to like you're gonna want a raise most likely um, most right? of the ufas are gonna want raises yeah but then you're also gonna get this escrow chunk Mm-hmm. That's coming regardless, so you're probably not going to see a raise. Plus the fact that you are banking on another three or four million in cap money for most teams, which yeah. now isn't going to be there, which is going to make the free agent pool a little more thin when it comes to teams looking for free agents. Right. Yeah. Like if hey. you're if you're a guy like Taylor Hall, where you were hoping to just not necessarily knock it out the park because he's it's it's his third Cash deal. Out. But he yeah, was he was ready yeah. to like basically ride off into the sunset with this deal. Nine million, double digit millions, whatever. Like yeah, the something year, like that. You know, it was make, it was gonna be money. it was gonna be fairly big money. And then he has the season that he had. Yeah. And then this happens. So the UFA market's gonna be crap. And that's like he's still, I, he's still number one. He's like the he's oh, still the number one guy on this yeah, class. For so. sure he is. But I don't know how many like right. there's gonna be a lot of teams that are gonna be stupid enough to try. Yeah. But we might be of course. those teams. <laughs> I, they freaking better not be. They I, better. Yeah, we better not be. We went game. through that stage. We went earlier. through that with the trade. It is not worth free. Still, like it's still yeah. not worth free. And that, I, like, I start to think about. Oh, sorry. It's okay. You're, you're on the fence. I'm on the fence because you know, I love I love AJ. He he's like you're an immediate cut favorite. And Taylor Hall is you, you move Gabe down with Naz and you put Taylor Hall up there and you are just you're an envy of the Central and of the Western Conference. And it's, but, but, it's are you, but are you though? Right. And that's kind of where I'm like, you know, he Taylor Hall player. Yes, on paper, on paper. Sure. He's a unique player, right? He he creates mostly for himself and he's like he's a he makes plays. Like that's his assist totals are typically way higher than his goal totals, but yeah, he's just like um, the way I heard Jeff Merrick once describe him is like he's like a puck transporter, right? Kind yeah. of like, not like everybody, but he's just like he he gets it from one end to the other, and he'll do something with it to try to make a scoring chance happen. But like to me, that's just kind of strange because you're putting that with Nate, who is the other puck transporter, and Miko, who can do that, but also just plays off of him, and yeah, and that's, that's why. It. Right, and that's why Gabe is kind of underlooked. I think I I even underlooked Gabe on that line because he doesn't 100%. need it that much, and he's the one doing most of the dirty work. And that's just that's and just Gabe. It's also easy to say that after this season, where a we haven't seen the three of them together much, right? And b when we have seen the three of them together, they haven't been what they were this year. This year, I mean, that's... we still have we still have two years. I still look. Yeah, at the yeah. oh, hundred percent. I'm not I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying like. Right, right, right. It's easier to say that right now, given the fact that recency bias, they weren't what they were last year. Yeah. But if but you're it, if you're thinking that it's worth putting like a five or six million dollar, sorry, five or six year deal in the nine plus million range to 
fix that after one year of maybe slightly less production while they've all been hurt. I think you're insane. I don't even think it would be that long. Honestly, man, somebody's giving it to him. Somebody is. Oh, somebody, sure, sure. Somebody is offering six to seven years, probably 10, 10, five. Easy. Maybe nine. Maybe he signs for nine. Who knows? But I think Sackett can be like one year deal, 10 million. Come win a cup. Come on. (laughs) That man. And, And, that might be enticing enough for Taylor. I don't think that's like, ever I enticing enough. I, 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 I think it should be. I think it should be, right. but I don't think that – when's the last time that happened? There's been cup it contenders. Never happened. That have, exactly. I don't when was think the last that, time this happened? For sure. <laughs> fair. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but UFAs have gone to market to win a yeah. cup before, yeah. and they've never right. signed a one-year deal, ever. Also, and They also – like when you, I look at a guy like Alex Petrangelo, like he's already he's already done the thing. He's already gotten to the top of that mountain and gotten back down. He's he's done. He did it as a captain. Yeah. You know, he stuck around his old team. I gotta be honest, I think he's gone out of St. Louis. And what I think that means is I think he's looking to get paid. I think he's looking for his biggest potential deal. And maybe, would, but man, winning is addicting. Right. Winning is addicting. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's you know he's like that type of guy. Yeah. Like he's just he's he's all about. I don't think it. it's as simple as just who's going to pay you the money at that yeah. point. Because man, sure. you, you talk to you talk to guys like you talk to a guy like Iggy who got to the dance and didn't win and just yeah. never had a chance again, right? Right. And it's like, yeah, you got to the dance, you did win, sweet. Like that's you. You're in the history books forever. But man, yep. what if you got to do it twice? If you do it what again, what if you got to do it three times? Yeah. And You're again, right. I'm not walking all over St. Louis right now. They have a fantastic chance to yeah. do it again this year. They have a they still do. They're they're up there with the favorite to repeat, like like to right. win this year and repeat, right? Like it's just but I was actually just rewatching both of our games at home against them after we got spanked by them in St. Louis, yeah. but yeah. The Avs ran them out of the building, man. Like yeah. they they put beatdowns on St. Louis this year true. in the can. They did. And but it wasn't the problem is close. we don't have home ice. No, ever. you're right. That's the problem. Yeah, I think both uh home team won every game in that, didn't home they? Home team won they every did. game of four. And we had but we had one more because that was our last game. Yeah. They were of coming the year, to could, they were coming to Pepsi Center for the right. last game of the year. Could and it was decided, supposed to be amazing. It could have decided the we could have been the Western Conference champs yeah. this year. The Western Conference champs. It, we could have been in first place in the Western Conference, to clarify. And, that's, again, yeah. we've, as we've said before a million times, not only, not only did the Avs and the Blues have this four-game series like they did, but the Avs did it with so many guys on the back burner in oh, the injury board. Yeah. I was like, oh, look, Mika Rantanen scored a goal. One of the, like, Weird. 40 games he played. Yep. Yeah. Here. But – they also don't have Tarasenko or didn't have Tarasenko. So you're just yeah. like, Man. like, and again, Tarasenko is yeah. not going to outplay the five abs that were hurt. <laughs> yeah. But no, man, but I, think, I think Vlad is, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm hesitating now to say their best player because we've seen a lot, but I, I think in terms of pure talent, I think Vlad Tarasenko is easily the best player. And that's why yeah. that's like, we, we were just down McKinnon for the Rangers game and, you know, somehow, you know, managed to to take it to the Rangers. Very this this close to not taking it to the Rangers, but you know, so we like, uh, we had the chat last week with 
the boys in the blue the blue notes pod and yeah one of them had the opinion that Tarasenko may be expendable and I pumped the brakes on that one big time. I when they were remember when they started out terribly after picking up Maroon and O'Reilly, I was pounding the table to see like Tarasenko to like Man. a team like Philly. Yeah, where, Tarasenko where was on just, the block like no tomorrow. Supposedly on the block, like I would just be like Philly, just just do what you have to do. Go get him. Like I just want to see Vlad Tarasenko the flyer because he'd just oh, be God. running around. Can you imagine that top six? Yeah, it would be. I feel like he would do well scary. in the East too. He would do right. very well in the East yeah. because he's he's like he's not that tall, right? But he's just man. He's 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 Who's like he play Ovi four times a year. Like you would see, you could make a real thing out of that. Like, and he's he's twenty nine, and he I think he might be going on thirty soon. Like he's not. I think that's what I look at. I think he's 29. That's crazy yeah, to he's think. Still, he's still right. He's. I think he's still 35, 40 goals in the bank. Like I still think yeah. he can oh, for sure. do that. Oh yeah. Even though like he, all these surgeries, what like I just think he's 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 not a special player, but he's about as close as you get. Right. Like he's so. definitely he's definitely your like second tier superstar. Probably. Right. Like. Probably. Uh. Like. Mm, like second all star team kind of yeah 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 sure. so it's like it's like sure. Nathan McKinnon is your superstar Miko Rantanen's your Honor. second yeah yeah I right guess. obviously the way Miko played last year it felt like he was elite like he was on he McKinnon's level point per game. yeah, yeah. Like, right it's just it's, again right it's man it, could it, happen this the year too. the superstar hey. the superstar guy is supposed to be the one on your team and yeah. you can't argue that McKinnon's not that yeah right. And also the fact that Tank, uh, I just I'm calling him Tank. Tarasenko's a wing. It is a totally different thing for sure. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird that because he, I you know I watched them play the Sharks in the 2016 Western Conference Final. That was the year he had like, I think he had something like 39 goals that year, and then the next year he finally hit 40, and and he was just he, he was a monster. He was a monster that season. He was a monster the the next year too because he was like he wanted it. Yeah. So. But like it's just different when your monster is a center and and not a wing. It is. Yeah. It is. If you have two monsters that are on center on and on wing, like good luck, other team. Or you know, two centers on right? two different lines. That's like, when you, know, you get the... Malkin. Yeah. <laughs> or that. But yeah, that's when you get those insane lines like the Boston top line, yeah. Avalanche top line when they're together. Yeah. yeah. And that's again to circle back. Like that's why I think. Paying money to Taylor Hall is insanity, right? Insanity. I'm. It's. I don't know if the price. There's a. There's a Price is Right point there where it. The the acquisition of Taylor Hall outweighs the cost of Taylor Hall, but there is a line there that should be drawn where like, okay, let some other team go do this. I feel like with a team, it's with- almost always the case where you're overpaying that guy that's in the top one, two, three of free agency. Right. You're also. So what's the point? Like, it's not even to me. It's not even worth the argument. To me, I accept that every UFA is overpaid to an extent. Just about. That's what you. Go, that's what you go to UFA for. Just about, except for a guy like you know, Pebs. Yeah, I guess. Or, yeah, like the thing is, it's it's the it's the underlying market, which is where Joe Sackick lived last summer, oh, yeah. and where he absolutely Dumb. hit home runs. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's it's hard it awesome. to right. Like it's just man, like he hit he hit so many so many out of the park, 
Yeah. He did well in free agency last he did well year for because he lived in the underlying market where there's not as much competition. Like, yeah, you have competition, but you have competition over like a couple hundred grand, not a couple million. Yeah. As a, as a bit of a Denver Broncos fan, they've seen a, uh, they had a pretty bad 2016 and 2017 year. And I think John Elway started to talk to Joe Sackick. He's like, Hey, I see what you're doing with. Yeah. yeah. As far as like, I've read know. on a lot of Twitter and a lot of internets, the Broncos yeah. crushed the draft this year. They did. They absolutely did. They got the best receiver in the best receiving class since wow. But that's that's a different point where, you know, so I just I just think, you know, a lot of Colorado sports teams, they're all paying attention to one another. And at this point, after the after we had some trends like this, <laughs> a lot of a lot of them are trending up this. Colorado and, and I think it's I think it started with Joe with terrible season and he's like, All right, younger, faster, that's the model. Yeah. And and I think Man. slowly but surely everybody else behind him is for sure. taking that up. Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy. It's just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's going to be one of those things. And I hope normally speaking, right. Silly season off season is love it. <laughs> every, I love it, but it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be weird. Like, are we oh, going to love it this year? Because I think it's, we won't love it this year. I don't and think we so either. Love it next year. Maybe not. Well, well, I, next year, I, maybe. I just, yeah. It's just going to be a case of like if we spend the next uh well, whenever hockey comes back and we spend the next 6 or 7 weeks just pumping out hockey. Jeez. Which We're be watching. I can't yeah. friggin' wait for. <laughs> um so so that was that was some weird technical difficulties. I don't know what the hell that was. Um sorry. But yeah, yeah anyway, back into, you know, silly season stuff. I just I if we're sitting there and just pumping out hockey content. And all of a sudden it's like draft UFA. And then like a couple of weeks or maybe a month. Like, and then the start of the season. Is just like, camp. <laughs> I just, I need a break. Can we have a break? Like, I feel like that's coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, I'm weird in that when other people want to break, I am going even harder. Cause I'm like, I listen, I'll, I'll just keep going. Like I love, the reason why I love hockey so much is it, it's not quite year round, but it feels like it's, it's year round. Almost year round. You're you got training camp in those rookie tournaments in the sp- in September in the fall. Yeah, you got the season in October. You have everything that goes on during the season. You got the trade deadline. Love, look forward to. You got the playoffs, which sometimes like crazy trades from non-playoff teams happen, and you're like, oh, this is interesting. You get like that first couple weeks in June where Mark Bergevin does something either really stupid or really smart. Yeah, and uh, and then you got the draft where all sorts of stuff happens. Um, and then you got free agency where like teams are putting the final pieces together to make their cup contending team. And you get the, the big name free agents off the board immediately. And then you get the little ones that trickle, trickle in later in for the rest of July. And then you get the end of June where Ken Holland makes this giant big trade of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Milan Lucic for James Neal. <laughs> um, so like it just, I love it. Like yeah. you love all of it. And, and then it's like all the I, prospect pools right. and you're seeing all the young guys play and it's like yeah i think i tail off in july because that's where everything stops but in august again is where i, I pick it right back up yeah like, i just it, it feels like why. there's like a four week window right. between like mid-july mid-august mm-hmm. where yeah that's the real dead zone and really that's nothing like four right. or 52 and is nothing sometimes stuff still happens yeah because by the end of august stuff is starting to pick back up yeah. and you're like you're hearing a lot of chatter 
and you're getting fun, you're like, getting like the teasers of like guys going to work like working out and skating and stuff like that and, and then you get the traded yeah and then you get the Max, ufa holdouts yeah, the Hold U- like, oh, what's Line going to sign for? What's Connor going to sign yeah, for? Yeah, like, I don't really, I don't, I don't know if there's that much of that this year. Which yeah, is I don't know. Be weird. No. Maybe and that's why I'm like, we this might affect the next two seasons. Like, man. we may not have a relatively normal. Could you time imagine? Could you yeah. imagine if the RFA situation of last year was this year? Well, Barzell's in RFA this year. Mm, true, there's, but, there's but one, it's yeah. like. Yeah. They have yeah. they have to sign him. They they do, but does he have to sign? <laughs> I, I, hey. Yeah, I mean you're right. It's yeah. just it's just like him. the volume that we had last year, yeah. right? Especially the volume it, of the guys that wanted to hold out. Not it's drastically right. it's like, drastically different, right? And, and but I imagine that happened this year, where like you didn't necessarily oh. have the time to hold out. If. It would be strange. It would be insane. Like you get Barzell for thirty games, like, well, New York. That'd be insane. That that would be yeah. A so huge like them. again, right? They this is the can of worms, but like, what happens to the December first deadline? Like Nylander went up to and stuff, you know, like that obviously yeah. gets pushed back. But yeah. how? Or and does I, it? Like maybe it, it doesn't. Maybe it's just straight up like no, nah, no. Nah, We're figure it out. We're starting the season on December 1st and he better be signed. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Right. Because then you're just ineligible to play, man. (laughs) Again, these are things that are way down the list because you got to get through the draft and free agency and, you know, the playoffs first, but like still it's, it's these things that have to be going through the mind of people that run the league, whether it's the NHL or any other league. Right. Yeah. They all have these fancy rules in their cbas so the nuanced ones yeah yeah right and it's just like when you start getting into the finer things of just being a hockey fan rather than just watching a game it's just like man there's so much complexity under there we also and stuff don't like even, this we we don't even care until we start seeing on twitter and it's relevant it's like okay by december 1st at 1 p.m if william neilander isn't signed his cap hit is going to go like this and he will be ineligible to play yeah. for the year so yeah, exactly. It's just hey. Oh, what a yeah, what a ridiculous time we live in right now. What? Yeah. Um, Should I guess fail. if we want to kind of sort of shift gears, there was a little bit of real hockey news this week for the Avs, and yeah. the Avs signed uh, Eustace Ananen to his three-year ELC. Fun which is story. Pretty exciting, to be honest. It is. I've met Eustace. Oh, really? He, he's. Calm as heck, man. Like, and it, this was like right after the Avs drafted him. This was in the Vegas. Uh, it was their second year, so this is actually I was there when they traded for Pacioretty. So oh. that's what. Yeah, so Damn. I saw the Nick Suzuki play his last uh, time in a Golden Knight sweater. You know, like yeah. he was there, and then you know, uh, Jordan McPhee's like, "Hey, kid, you know, you're traded to Montreal, and uh, best of luck to you." Thanks, but <laughs> uh, we got this really good guy <laughs> right and he had a rough first year and then he lit it up this year so mm. i was like yeah um and it was just crazy because actually that day i was like five feet away from mcphee and um kelly mccrimmon and and i didn't ever really hear what they were talking about i kind of heard them talking and then later that night age is like oh 
<laughs> Gold Knights just got patch ready, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Damn, dude. So it was, it was, yeah. So anyway, sorry, that was totally unrelated. But yeah, I bumped into Eustace. It was, um, they have four, no, 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 they had two rinks, but they had like a bar in the middle of Vegas. You guys know about like Vegas' reputation, just mm-hmm. in general, the city. They go above and beyond. It's all glitz and glamour. It's great. So Vegas's practice facility have they have like two rinks. They got like a bar in the middle. They have stands on either side. Um, they have one side like after the hockey is done, they do um, figure skating stuff. But it's mostly like it's a dedicated hockey facility. Um, they have like a back rink where most you know most fans were there were Golden Knights fans. They actually saw the Golden Knights practice, but it's. It's great. If you ever get down to Vegas for a game, you know, pricey, everything. But We've done it for a flame. Very year. much. Yeah. Yeah. Very much worth it. So yeah. It yeah. Yeah. Great, great hockey community, great area. So anyways, I met Eustace. I was talking to him. I was like, you know, his name looks like, in a, you know, in a, it's Justice, right? Yeah. So we go like, this is for Eustace, but it's finished. But he was like, <laughs> he was like, hey, man. Yeah. I was like, you know, it was really, really calm, really cool. You know, I think he had the Avs got lit up that year i think they went 0 for 3 in their games so uh the one the one game he did play i think he you know he let in a couple so but it's you know ever since he's gone back to finland i think since then he's only been getting better and yeah. you know you saw the incredible stats he had this year like you know ages right goalies and goalies are voodoo right because we none of us that aren't goalies really know what's going on with the goalies but i'll, I'll tell uh, you i i love goalies and i right. freaking that's my favorite thing about hockey but pff, could you can I tell you what makes a goalie good? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I talk a lot. I try to, too, anyway, with goalie guru, Kat Silverman. I don't know if you ever talked to her, but no. if you do, if we ever have a goalie episode, should absolutely consider inviting her because she is cool. she's really smart. She's really smart. So, um, but yeah, so she thinks we have something legit in Eustace. AJ might think we have, I think, something legit in Eustace. So I... I'm starting to wonder, you know, we we may have like Adam Warner, like <laughs> his incredible story last year. He might be our backup. He might be like uh, starting AHL goalie. We don't know. Yeah, it's, it's the thing is right. Like goalies are yeah. so there's they're so so different. Like they don't have a standard development path. It's the same reason why we're watching Frankie do what Frankie's doing. Right. He's 29. He's a rookie goalie. Technically. In the NHL, right? He's 29 and he's a rookie and he's crushing. Well, doesn't mean it's going to keep going. Well, the the fun thing is, is like we signed him for men. Whereas uh, I think he won that KHL goalie of the year before we signed him. And then Edmonton signed Koskinen. Yeah. Six foot seven. I'm. Koskinen, that's yeah. right. You said Koskinen, and and he, I think he had good numbers there too, but they weren't like even anywhere near as good as Frankie's. And you saw him, Koskinen struggled his first year, and he got and paid that's why a lot. I ripped the Chia extension, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think he he did pretty well this year, actually. Like he, yeah, he for sure, got it for up sure in, he did. in the teens. So nine nine teens high, anyways. So that's like that's market improvement from like an eight. 92 or yeah. 90 yeah for sure whatever yet he had an 890 something so yeah, let me see which is kind of crazy that we get francois and like you know it, it was just kind of a miss on edmonton's part well which... but again right like it's it, it this is what makes goaltending such a hard thing to scout 
is if you stood Frankie or, you know, you, you watch them play in practice or something, you watch Frankie, you watch Koskinen. I'm betting on Koskinen every time because he's right, gigantic. Because six, seven. Yeah. And you can't see any net. Yeah. Like there's nothing behind him. It's like the smidge the size of a puck over his shoulder. Yep. And you're like, Nathan McKinnon might make that shot like three times out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. If that. So, so it's just like, and again, right. It's way too soon to say the Oilers missed because Frankie could still be a miss just because he's had one good season. For sure. I've said it a million times. Uh, Anybody remember Steve Mason? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, even to, if if you want to get down to it, right-handed catching goalie wins rookie of the year. How long has it been since a goalie's won rookie of the year? And then fell off the map, right? And it's just like, yeah. just because you have it's one true. good year doesn't like doesn't mean it. it. The key with goaltending too is the fact that you start showing holes, teams are going to pick up on those holes, and you have to fix it. If you can't fix it, you're screwed, right? And that's what gives a guy like Koskinen so much help, being six seven is he's just naturally got less holes. But then at the same time, you can look at a guy like Pecorine, who is also yeah. huge, but also just plays a really weird style where he's kind of flaily he's and has holes. Athletic, right. And and same with Quick. I My favorite, uh, this is, is going to bode well for you, my favorite, like, big, he's not 6'7 big, uh, but it's it's Freddie. Because oh, yeah, I, love- I think... I think people when when Freddie has a bad game, people love to slander him. But I Toronto look at Toronto is Toronto with him, right? But I look at his body of work from the year he stayed with Anaheim and fifteen sixteen was his last, and then I look at what he's done since getting to Toronto, and there's I think there's a reason why his nickname is Steady Freddie, dude. Because he, he's he, like and so you want to talk so, about you want to talk about uh, uh, a feature, I guess, or like. Uh, a part of a good NHL goalie nowadays is the calmness factor. Carey Price, Freddie Anderson, you just there's a lot of guys like that. If Eustace Onanen can be that guy and stop the puck, he could be the next guy that's on that level, hundred <laughs> percent. But at the same <laughs> time, at the same time, Carey Price right now is feeling the effects again. He felt it early in his career too when he had the wah moment. Uh, when you look calm all the time. And while you're looking calm, you're letting pucks in, people lose their goddamn mind because they think you're not trying. Right. Yeah. Right? And that is, I think, the hardest part about being a goalie like that. It's easy if you're Jonathan Quick and you're sliding all over the place and you're looking like you're trying your ass off. But you can't try harder to stop the puck. It just doesn't work. It it, it backfires every time as a right? right? So it's... Again, it's the sports psychology portion of being a goalie that's so hard and why it's all it, – it's it's so much to do with NHL goaltending is between the ears because if you can block the outside noise out and you can keep confidence in yourself, you can be a solid goalie. I think it's like – I think that's probably the hardest part about being a backup goalie because you have to have confidence in yourself while you're not playing. And that's yeah. kind of why I think the whole <laughs> remember the Gruby went down and Franco's killed it, and all of a sudden we have a, a goalie controversy. Oh, yeah, like, I've I've seen so many of those tweets. <laughs> I'm just like, come on! Like, I love Frankie. Don't get me wrong. Same. And the fact that Frankie just committed to us again Same, when he yeah. could have gone out, someone could have given him like nine million dollars over two years <laughs> to be yeah. here. Like, yeah. 
you never know. starter. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I'll I'm try gonna to stay in Denver. Yeah, I'll try I'm to stay in Denver with my boy Martin Kaut. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Dude, that is the cutest bromance ever. It is. It's and it's also just really encouraging. Like, yeah. I I think Ruby is our. I think Ruby's a starter. I think Ruby, and I know a lot of, like they're like you know sample size, and this was his first full year starting. I think Ruby, from what you looked at, like before we traded for him, he had the best like like save average of any goalie playing over a hundred games. Like that's why Joe up and went made the move before the draft in yep. 2018 yep. to do this because they was like this is our next guy when well, Varley's Varley's here it's the move right it's the move you right. have to make when you don't draft a goalie you have to right. go get somebody solid backup and right. hope it works out right it's so we had we New York is the farm up, yeah. New York like the Rangers are a farm for that right now they got Georgiev right. right now again Rangers are Raiders are stacked, man. They're, right, they're it, gonna, well, it's just like you have a guy like Hank, the King, right? And then all it's right. just like, oh, Cam Talbot, oh, uh, they got Ranta, Ranta. Ranta, and it's just like right, they're just a farm of this, like. But at the same time, like they don't get that much for them, so it's like it's kind of a bummer, right? Because just like it, it's again, it's because goaltending is so hard to deal with, but it's just a case of. Like, yeah, you may have been good for 30 games, but what can you do with 60? And right. I'm not sure Grubauer's a 60-game guy. No, I think he's and I think he's a 55 to 60 game. I think he's I think, I think he's 45 to 50. I, but, I think he can do more than that. But I again, at the same time, the NHL seems to be trending towards not playing a guy 55 plus. Right. So that's not necessarily or, a bad thing. It's just how do you keep Again, because goaltending is so hard to develop, how do you keep kind of flipping? Because Frankie's going to get to the point where if he does start 40 games, like hypothetically, Gerber plays 45 and Frankie plays 37. Hypothetically, mm-hmm. like they're both healthy for the year and that's just how it works out. If Frankie plays 37 games and does what he does in a contract year, you're not signing him for backup money or like expensive backup money, right? That's not going to happen. He's going to either leave or you're going to trade him because A, you can right. get assets. Or B, he's going to cost you too much money, right? Right. So Probably then you have to now – you have to do the New York system and have another guy, which maybe Ananin becomes that guy. Yeah. Right? Because you Hopefully. have to hit on draft picks prior which in is, the last three to four years. It's so hard. And it, I, th- I think I think it's going to be another thing too where it's those European free agents that you're going to have to really start to scout for goaltending. Yeah, so you don't have So you don't have to spend the draft pick on a goalie that just might not turn out. Right. Now, obviously, that, being able to draft a guy like Onanin is awesome. Mm-hmm. But at well, the same it. time, Koskinen still happened. Frankie still happened. They're going to always happen. There's going to be guys that just develop at 28 years old. True. and But there's also, like, my favorite guy, believe it or not, is Elvis out of Columbus. Oh. And I think that guy, I think the world of that guy. Dude. Because, and, and I know a lot of people are like, he was inconsistent and he got lucky this year, blah, blah, blah. If you look at not, I mean, I wasn't, I can't say I was watching a ton of the Swiss League when he was playing, but his number, and, and, you know, you understand that most European leagues are just more defensive because there's more ice, there's more, there's less scoring, there's just more room to work with there. So, guys, it, it is a skill game, but there's less just happens. Like it's a lot of skating around. So, goalies' numbers are better 
same went to Frankie from Russia, but Elvis has been in like the 940 to 950 range for like a good part or like high 930s. And I think like that guy is going to come over here and he'll be at least nine teens, probably nine twenties, like for the next seven years. And they've, they've bridged both him and, and Corpy over in Columbus. Yeah. But I think when probably like by the end of, I think next year, I, I would see Elvis being their number one guy. Like, he I think. is quite the, and He's... they have a guy behind him. They have a Russian guy behind him too. Tarasov. But yeah. like, I think Elvis Elvis is like, he's just, Elvis is like, if like a skater embraced a star mentality and actually had a personality, and that's <laughs> kind of what makes him special. So yeah. it's, it, again, it, we, we're dealing up, we deal with it up in Calgary all the time, right? It's the, right. the David, big save Dave, Dave is good. The Dave, was a, the big save Dave that, you know, misses, you know, beach balls is not so good. And there's an old, old carousel that I've seen in Calgary because I still remember dude, four years, it was what it was um it was uh, uh they haven't had a good goalie like a, a legitimate right. good goalie for a stretch since Kipper. I think it, I think I saw Kerry Ramo right. Yeah. I think it was Kerry Ramo in fifteen sixty. Then it was Brian Elliott. Yeah, it was like Jonas Hiller. Jonas Hiller, and then it was Don't wasn't forget. it Mike Smith? Mike yeah. Smith in seventeen eighteen eighteen nineteen. It goes farther and, back than Ramo too. It gets like Ribera. Right. Yeah, oh, um and uh but and then so who was uh who was with oh uh cam talbot that's right it was yeah. talbot and big save day this year so yeah. yeah that's just right like yeah i i mean they and i just saw they signed the guy that i wanted the abs to draft last year because i was at the draft wolf and they got Dustin wolf and i was yeah. like this kid's pretty good yeah that yeah. was that could be something yeah so they but might again, have right? Like there. you look at you look at teams that are pretty inconsistent. Is not the right word, but just trying to find themselves. Mm-hmm. How often does a team that has that issue have a goalie situation that has that issue as well? It seems like a lot. Pretty, it seems pretty like odd. every it's time. Pretty uh, common yeah. pair, right? Like for Philly's sure. got it too. Yeah, yeah. You well, struggle to find consistency, and but for now, yeah, but even yeah. then, he had his struggles this year too. Oh, absolutely. It's right. probably been the most prominent starter for them lately, though, too, right? <laughs> I, I think he's and he's probably the most promising, too. Like, yeah. he's, he's, but, he's... But they've had promising before. Again, Steve yeah, Mason. Steve Mason. <laughs> right. But he that's... Was, he, Steve, now, again, before we get crazy, Steve Mason was a Columbus guy when he won his Rookie of the Year. Right. But yeah. Philly, tried but to, Philly tried to fix Steve Mason, and it didn't work out. That's the Philly problem. Yeah. That's the, that's the Philly problem. That's... Specific yeah. only to them. That's yeah. classic. So, and again, yeah. if you want to go up north for us in Edmonton, they've had that issue too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough. For a long time, yeah. Uh-oh. But again, right, if you want to look at the craziness, it's Devin Dubnik right there. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Dubnik, Devin right, Dubnik. Yeah. Where he, he bound, goes from Edmonton to Montreal to Nashville, I think. Yeah, yeah. for a period. And, and then, then down to hits the Minnesota. Yeah, and... hits Minnesota, and you're just like, uh, Vesna the... candidate? Yeah. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> but again... He's a big dude, and I thought he had the ta- I-, I thought he had the talent. Yeah. It was just a case of a getting b- out from behind that shit defense, and b getting the confidence to just let the puck hit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's, eventually it's, he got it. And man, last year he was outrageous. Yeah, goalies are wacky, man. Right, and that's just... 
I think that's show. what's fascinating about them to me. Like, obviously, I'm a goalie, so that's part of it. Yeah. But, like, it's just of all the science that you can throw at hockey and any major sport, it seems like the one position where it's just a freaking crapshoot still. Yeah. Yeah. But and I think I part of it, I think part of it, too, is, like, you look at scouting staffs. How many scouting staffs have a goalie scouting staff? Normally, it's they just, like, just normally it's coach. Normally, it's just a scout that goes out and looks and watches. Well, it's, and the goalie coach is the one pointing, like, I want this guy because yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. And that's who the scouts are going to watch. Yeah. But the scout has no idea. The scout's just like, right. Oh. He it's saved a, a lot of pucks. <laughs> he, stopped yeah. the, he stopped the puck. He got hung out to dry. He overslid here. So he got right. scored on back door. Yeah. You know, like, it, they don't know. I was going to say, when I sit lower bowl, I have a hard time because I like following the puck and I like watching what's developing in between, like, that 180 feet between each goalie i think next time when i sit lower bowl <laughs> should there be another time i sit lower bowl i'm just gonna have to watch a goalie like i have i i have a really weird perspective on a lot of hockey games a lot of it but, is i watch goalies and i watch referees it's really fucking weird yeah no because <laughs> I, I i i did beer league so i sat there too and i i watch i watch both i watch refs i'd see the play go the other way and i'd watch goalies yeah see what they're doing Man, it's, sometimes they you just Goalies are just on their own little island, and yep. that's kind of why, like, it's it's different. It's just a different position. Yeah, it is, man. It is. I just so. I need hockey back, please. Yeah, like, please. Both we all do. We all. Yeah, all four really, of yeah. us, man. So, wow, that was the uh, I I went further. Yeah. Went um, over the distance. Yeah. <laughs> so for those that don't know, uh, before we started recording, Spencer said, uh, "I probably have like." 25 to 30 minutes of quality content yeah. before we have to probably go. Boom. Here I'm we like, go. yeah, we'll see. And <laughs> yeah. we're at an hour. Huh? Surprise. Anybody oh, listen to the offside by a mile podcast before? Cause uh, this seems natural. Do we yeah. ever go over an hour? No, no never. it's like 98% of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to get me talking because it's... we just covered everything. Yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah. That was solid. We didn't, yeah. we didn't even talk about aliens. We didn't even talk Look about aliens. We didn't talk about tiger King. We didn't talk about all of, injecting Lysol. We didn't talk about nothing. I mean, Tiger King has been, we, Tiger King had its phase and I think it's starting to, starting to bleed out. You watched it, eh? I did. I did. It's so insane. Like, don't, welcome to America. I can't believe we have rules around this. It's wacky. (laughs) I can't believe we have to have rules around this. Right. (laughs) Right. That's the key. Big cats cost less than puppies. Yeah. That that is what I took out of the show too. I can get a tiger for two grand or I can get like a designer like Corgi for like four. <laughs> yeah. What? I hope you just have a casual hundred thousand dollars lying around though to, to feed that to thing feed throughout the, the, the year. It's just like Oh and like of course yeah. it's out of the States. Like why man, Europeans yeah. must just watch some of this shit and be like What? They did. Is this I, is I this have... real life over there? <laughs> they they do. Like it's so it's bizarre, man. We are, yeah. That's the zoo. The whole, the whole country's a big old zoo. Oh, man. They yeah, love it. yeah, yeah. The people included. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, aliens, they <laughs> may be. I mean, aliens are real, obviously. But We're, yeah. Just are they flying around? Well, I don't know. That's yeah. for another episode, though, Spencer. Thanks yeah. for joining us, man. It was a blast. Hell blast. yeah, man. This uh, is fun. We you know we're gonna do it again. Long yeah, awaited, but damn, it was a fucking blast. I'm so stoked. And, and yeah, hopefully we have hockey on next time. Yeah, hopefully. 
give it another month or two hopefully yeah you know there's part of me that's like i'm just getting to that point where coming to record the podcast is like man what the hell are we going to talk about but then you just talk to somebody you haven't talked to for a while and you pump out an hour of content in no it with no issues aside from a little tech glitch yeah a wolf a wolf just walked by tyler so i that's uh that's aria that's the mascot yeah 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 I've wanted a wolf dog forever. She's uh, she's not actually a wolf. She's just a American Shepherd, I believe. Pretty much looks like but a wolf. But actually, speaking <laughs> yeah. of wolf dogs, we have a wolf dog sanctuary uh, just outside yeah. of Calgary. Oh, Great, it is crazy. Yeah. You know, they they it just it, they seem like they'd be you, you'd be afraid of wolves in the wild, right? But if you just like not that you want them to be in captive, but you're like if I'm a I'm a big dog guy, like I have a dog at home. I was dog sitting before all this crazy stuff went down, and. Uh, I got two here with me. There's a Chihuahua and a Lab Pit mix. So you know nice. when you when you learn the universal language of the dog, they all have their own little quirks. But like a wolf, wolf would be pretty similar. It'd and be crazy dude. Yeah, you think it'd be crazy, but it's like oh god, it's just a bigger dog. Yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm, I mean, crazy awesome, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's as close to getting to so, a tiger as I think I'd ever get. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I'm not. A, I'm allergic to cats, so I'm. I, I mean, are... hey, if you got. Got a tiger kitten. I lived with cats. Up. I lived with cats my whole life, and I, I don't think I'll ever own one again. I just dogs are a lot of work, like a lot more work than a cat. Yeah, but, yeah, a lot more work than a cat, but they're a lot more rewarding. Yeah, that's it and, for sure. But yeah, know, anyway, my favorite kind of cats are cat. I call them cat dogs. Yeah, cats that act like dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they hunt. For sure. They bring you stuff. They lie down. They let you scratch your beddy. They, they purr like you know. It's it's great. My brother's cat plays so. fetch. Yeah, there there we go. (laughs) But anyway, um, all right, guys, that was a fun outro and a fun show. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, next you have to call me again when it's cold, so I can wear the hat. Oh, all right, and uh, colder because it's starting to heat up. Oh man, it is. It it was. It's not so nice today here, but yesterday was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, until until the sun went down. Victoria's like, (sighs) we should. My wife, she's like, we should go watch the sunset. And I was like, fine, sure, let's go. Cloudy as fuck. Really? Really? <laughs> oh no. Oh guys. Well wow. We might scrape an hour ten. Look at that. Maybe. That's that's not bad for twenty five to thirty minutes of no. thoughts. Uh, Beautiful. Hey. All right. Yeah. Well, All appreciate right, man. you guys. Thank you very much again for having me on. You know, that's it's usual. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's a blast. Yeah, we have a we can do it again for I sure. Hope. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll do it later in the summer, ideally. For sure, when hockey comes back, we'll talk to you. Yeah, probably like August. We'll be just, <laughs> we'll just be like, ah, huh, this, this is hey, an interesting time, hey, huh? John, August. Huh? John Scott said June first. <laughs> I I love John Scott. I'm what a troll. I'm a little, what little a troll. More <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I would well, like I would like to believe it. Yeah, I would too. But yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk to you later and have a good one. Take care, guys. Yeah, be safe. Yeah. Stay yeah, safe. You too, man. You, you too. Yourselves. We'll do. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> Again, thanks to uh, Spencer. And for those of you that don't know him, we kind of forgot to mention his Twitter handle is at McWinnon. His name on Twitter is Albertan Hockey Jesus, I believe, <laughs> still. Uh, go follow him. He's a blast. Uh, I think we kind of mentioned it like a month ago. He did like a big, like, uh, voices of social media kind of hockey related awards. Right. That was really cool. 
really, really well put together. Definitely agree with the like on Twitter and all that good stuff. It's probably a little far down on the list, but it's definitely worth checking out. I liked it a lot. There was a lot of really good names on there that he picked out. A lot that I like to follow on Twitter, too. Mm-hmm. And, of um, course, a mention of the Hockey Podcast Network as yeah. a whole in its entirety. Yeah, he did. So yeah, That's true. Little uh, that. little love from Spencer as well. Yeah, man. He's he's quite the dude. Love to have him as a guest all the time. He's a fan of the show. And I don't know. Just awesome to throw throw ideas at and bounce off and obviously Definitely. talk for an hour for yeah. with him. So a uh, little housekeeping before we leave. Uh, the Hockey Podcast added – or the Hockey Podcast Network added – a couple podcasts to the to the lineup this week. The ever growing, the ever growing podcast roster. Roster, yeah. Um, as usual, the Tales of TR or Tales with TR is still a thing. Uh, that's Tuesday, Thursday right now, I believe. Uh, House of Hockey is still cruising. They're Tuesdays only. Uh, Wednesday now, uh, new special is uh, Fourth Line Voice, which is. A, a brand new one, as well as Hockey to Heroin, two brand new podcasts that just just started with us. Great listen. Um, I know Hockey to Heroin's been around for a bit, and they just joined us. They are it is a fantastic one. They were on Sportsnet actually up in Canada the other day. So awesome listen. Go check them out. Thursdays again, like I said, Tales of TR. Friday is still Ice Analytics. They're still pumping out lots of content for all you hockey nerds out there. Uh, Saturday, Hockey to Heroin's got a second episode out. As well as the movement of um, Goon Line Hockey, the NHL 20 streams and YouTube video content and all that stuff. That gets posted on Saturdays now. Uh, Sunday is the second episode of Fourth Line Voice for the week weekend. That's normally a interview uh, from the vault, they call it, uh, with some sort of ex-NHLer. It's awesome content. Awesome content. Um, yeah, so again, it's pedal to the metal here aside from us where we're doing once a week, but once hockey starts up, I guarantee we'll be back in twice a week form, maybe even three times a week. If it's crazy playoff time, I, I back could absolutely record a podcast could, after, after every single oh, hockey game in the playoffs. Easy. hundred percent. Yeah. Could happen. We'll Lots see. of content coming up. Hopefully <laughs> it might be back to back nights depending on how crazy compact the schedule ends up being. Yeah, yeah, right? you never know, right? We might not have a two-day break ever like, in those series. One, I guess that's one thing we didn't really talk about with Spencer was the fact that, like, if these are best-of-three series, it's going to be interesting. Oh, I guess I guess it's not – I guess it won't matter because, oh, we didn't even think of that. Home hmm. ice doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's going to be it's all in the same Neutral city. Type. It's going to be no fans, probably. Yeah. Wow. That's totally just changed a lot of my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I'm not nearly as confident as I was. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, I was going to say it's going to be weird to like f- have, like, you're not going to be able to have back to backs because you're going to have to go like Colorado, St. Louis, Colorado, or vice versa, right? St. Louis, Colorado, St. Louis for a best three because you can't have back to back games in one place because that could be the whole series. Right. But anyway, that's not going to matter because it's neutral site. Be like and Dallas, what the hell? Dallas, Dallas, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. That, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. But yeah, so there's that. Also, before we leave, there is a new cool hockey uh, contest or whatever free giveaway thing to look into. 
from May 1st till June 1st, if you buy a jersey, you get entered into a draw for a $175 gift card put up there by Cool Hockey. Um, kind of similar to the last giveaway where you buy a jersey, you get a chance to win the 30 jerseys, the 30 other jerseys to complete your collection. But, uh, yeah, uh, you got to purchase your jersey from Cool Hockey before June 1st. Uh, promo code THPN is active for 30% off as well. So not only do you get 30% off your order, you get an, a chance to win the $175 bucks, uh, on a gift card. Which I'm assuming would be the amount you would spend on a jersey. Yeah. 30% off probably would be it's like probably, 175 Probably right around there, yep. So assuming you can use the promo when you get that gift card probably get another jersey i don't know and then you can tweet at cool hockey and the hockey podcast network on twitter and tell them which jersey you ordered so they can connect your twitter account and order uh, and your order for the draw when they do draw the um uh, card and who knows uh winner will be drawn on saturday june 6th so june 6th we could be having training camp yeah, and yeah, you can be stoked yeah. and winning 175 bucks to get a second jersey. And then you get that McCarr jersey, and then, you know, first game back, he gets a Hattie, and we're all happy. Yeah, good to go. That's good. But yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on at the Hockey Podcast Network lately. Man, it, it's, if you need hockey content in your life, the Hockey Podcast Network has you covered. We only have 36 podcasts, which just seems to keep growing. There's only 36 podcasts, uh, so that's 31 team podcasts that are putting out, you know, 30 to 30 minutes to an hour a week. And the T- Tales of TR, that's probably a couple hours a week. Hockey to Heroin, that's a couple hours a week. Got you covered. Uh, fourth line hockey. Uh, I guess we could probably touch on that. The fourth line hockey guy is a – I can't remember his name. I – spacing right now but he's obviously an ex-fourth liner in the nhl and loves himself some old school grindy hockey so if that's your thing go there uh hockey to heroines by brady leovold and obviously he's uh been been through some shit in his life and he's turned it around and now he's telling stories and all that jazz on his podcast so again it's the the life of hockey players is not necessarily an easy one always like you may think they're not robots they are people and it's entertaining as hell mm-hmm. so go check them out and uh we will catch you monday for some more abs talk hopefully i couldn't tell you who that we're gonna talk to but we're gonna talk to somebody <laughs> we've we always find the content Be another hour don't even <laughs> don't hour. you worry don't worry about it <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you in a week. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.